Found a good way to pass for fine Here in the corner of my mind Simply say I'm alright Maybe underthink this time So I've practiced and I've tried To keep the ugly stuff inside Keep my distance, my to the dial. I'm your host, Kitsy, and with me once again is the unmailable Caleb Coy. Good morning. Mailable? Yeah. Unmailable. Well, yeah, I guess you're not really supposed to put people in the mail. Although you used to be able to. Didn't Was that a thing? Like way, way back in the day, yeah. Like people would mail their kids to relatives and stuff. That's fucking wild. It's like a thing. I can't really say I'm surprised. A lot of dumb and terrible things used to be a thing mailing children do you put them in a box or do you just like slap a stamp on them i forget where i where is i think there's a youtube video talking about this or maybe i was reading an article or something online i don't know uh but they're talking about how like it was back in the day when like you used to know like your your post carrier uh on a first name basis you know and it would be like you know i mean i don't think they'd do like cross country although maybe they would but it'd be like Hey, since you're going to this other like town, can you take <laughs> take the kid over to grandma's house or whatever? And like, I think they would just like put a sta- like pin a stamp on the the clothing or I don't know. I that's f- fucking weird. I also have no source to prove that this is true. This is just a thing that I heard or read somewhere recently. So I don't but know. But the the thing is, it's believable. Yeah, and that that's mildly problematic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that shouldn't be believable. Yeah, but it is. You know what is believable though. Uh, what life after love life after love <laughs> i see what you did there. <laughs> that'll make sense later well, that'll make sense i hope it'll make sense you know i kind of I, I feel like i wish someone had just mailed me because uh, i just spent the uh the night on a, uh, a train uh eastbound from from chicago um back out to the, to the east um but 
intrepid podcaster that I am brought a whole portable setup so that we could we can keep the uh, keep the jams coming. We're just gonna we're gonna keep it up. I don't we're gonna keep powering I, through. I don't know that mailing yourself would have been any uh, easier or more comfortable than taking the train from Chicago. Probably not more comfortable, but I gotta imagine they would have at least put me on a plane. Which, like, granted, I could have put myself on a plane. I don't think the mail travels by plane unless it's like an overnight or like priority. Well, I needed to get here overnight. Oh, well, then, okay, maybe, <laughs> maybe it would have been a plane. I don't know. I don't know how the mail works. I don't know how the mail works either. Does anyone know how the mail? Nobody. Nobody knows. knows. Works. Nobody knows. That's the problem. Not even the people that do the mail, they don't know. But you know what we do know, how it works. Not sentences, because that was a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> Podcasts about music. That's what we know. I mean, there could be an argument made that we don't know how those work either. Um, but we're doing our best. We're doing our best. We're doing our best. Hey, this is Future Teens, which we, yeah. which we did once before, way, way back in the very beginning of the podcast. Uh, but this is our second episode about future teens, which means I have labeled this, uh, f- this recording in my, on my computer, uh, future teens Two electric boogaloo. Yeah, of course you did. So, oh man, can, can just anything have an electric boogaloo? Like are there criteria that uh, states whether or not something can be an electric boogaloo? It has to be a sequel and specifically the number two. Okay. But, but like no other criteria as long as it's as long as it's part two. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I've always wondered about that because people people electric boogaloo a lot of things. Well, you know where it's from, right? Um yes, but no. So uh there's the nineteen eighty four breakdancing film Breakin'. That's without a G, just an apostrophe yeah. at the end. Yeah, yeah. And then uh Breakin' Two Electric Boogaloo is the uh nineteen eighty four sequel to the 1984 breakdancing film Breakin'. They came out the same year. In the same year. Yeah. Okay. That's wild. Okay. Yeah, so that that I did know that, but I just I couldn't remember which movie it was from and I would not have guessed Breakin' if we had just sat here all night uh trying to guess. So, thank you for verifying that. You're, That's very helpful. You're welcome. Breakin' 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Can I tell you the plot? Yes, please do. Okay. It's like one sentence on Wikipedia. <laughs> the three main dancers from Breakin, uh, Kelly Special K Bennett, Orlando Ozone uh, Barco, and Tony Turbo Alney? Ainley? I don't know. Uh, struggle mm. to stop the demolition of a community recreation center by a developer who wants to build a shopping mall. Interesting. That's Breakin' 2 Electric Boogaloo. I mean, that was definitely like prime time for developers wanting to build a shopping mall disrupting your plans yeah and having to do something crazy like a dance-off to stop them for some reason i wonder if a dance-off has ever actually accomplished anything in real life the way that it does in the movies surely at some point some kind of dispute had to be settled by dance-off at some point and it probably was in the 80s i don't know but don't call me shirley did I call you Shirley? <laughs> oh, come on. Airplane? Yeah, I just I don't recall saying the word. You said Shirley. Did I? Yes, no. you did. Okay. Wow. I don't. Who's more out of it today? I don't remember things that come out of my mouth three seconds after <laughs> they happen. 
<laughs> Amazing. Uh, but yeah, as you mentioned, we're, we're talking about uh, future teens again, which uh, we last discussed. Uh, it would have been last January. Yeah. Um, not, not January of 2021, but January of 2020. That was pre-pandemic. Uh, Pre-pandemic, like oof. very, very early in the the podcast. In fact, uh, uh, listeners who, uh, who who've been with us all along might remember uh, that it was in preparation for this episode um, that I, uh, I I hit an emotional wall and ended up wandering down to local uh, pizza place slash bottle shop uh, on the way to which I got hit by a car. I didn't even remember <laughs> that actually, uh, yeah. but uh, but I do I do have to ask, uh, given that you're traveling this week. Yeah. Uh, and your your wife did not come with you. Um, yeah. Do you have separated anxiety? Oh, my turn to do a fucking segue. How's that feel? <laughs> How do you, a, what do you think of that? I think that was well done. Thank you. I do. Thank you. Um, I think we. Uh, I think we just need to play cool. Wait, we're not there yet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we are here today talking about the uh, relatively new. It was released. Uh, I believe in March uh, of 2021, the Deliberately Alive. It's a, a new five-song EP by Future Teens, um, and I was I was poking around on their their Bandcamp page, uh, and I love this little uh, blurb about them, and specifically about like you know, the the last couple of years and like the lead up to this uh, record release. Uh, 2020 was poised to be Future Teens' breakout year, which I could see. Like we were, we were raving about. We were uh, the the full length uh, last year, early early in the year. Uh, after releasing their sophomore LP, Breakup Season, uh, cosplaying as Carly Rae Jepsen, which I've I saw like there's some YouTube video I haven't watched it, but I've seen some YouTube where they uh, are covering "Call Me Maybe." Um, they love the uh, covers, don't they? They really do, and they pick some great ones. Uh, and zeroing in on the, the romantic longing of fi- fans worldwide, the Boston Quartet was rising. While such a hard stop was part of every band's story in 2020, the momentum hadn't left the group, uh, hadn't left the group straying too far from their central heartline. Deliberately Alive, their blustery follow-up EP, Ooh. is Future Teens at their most explosive and earnest, showcasing a band in between journal volumes. Uh, <laughs> um, the um, what we did, I don't, I don't know if we might have mentioned in passing, and I'm sure I know we did on our uh, social media, but uh, so breakup season was uh, released in 2019. We, we covered it in January 2020. Uh, around this time, maybe a little bit later in the year, uh, in 2020, uh, they released a, an acoustic EP with, uh, like, I think it was four tracks from, from breakup season. Mm-hmm. And then a really fascinating cover that if you haven't checked out yet, I don't want to spoil for you, but uh, you, you will want to listen to it. Um, and, uh, it's kind of a recurring theme on the show. I think where like, I have a tendency to not keep up with, uh, with bands when they release new things. Uh, like, you know, I've got the, you know, I, I listen to the, the one thing I know, or like, I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember that band. And like, that doesn't sound like you just be caught off guard entirely when they release something new. Um, so I didn't know that this, this record had come out a few months ago, uh, and was just poking around for, for something to, to cover this week. And I was like, well, shit this is going to be good. Um, and there's a, a description of the band's genre. Uh, they're described as bummer pop. Okay. 
I see it. And I see it. <laughs> I think that that uh, that is that is apt, mm-hmm. and uh, this this record carries on that that tradition. Uh, I mean, wh- what we heard coming in was the the first track, "Separated Anxiety," as you had your your wonderful segue for, uh, which starts out with some just really like just fuzzy trim guitar mm-hmm. and this like steady build, 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 and I like there's. Um, there's always such an, an earnestness to these songs and the way that um, they, they build this one up really sets that, that tone early uh, on this record uh, that you know pretty much what you're, what you're in for. Like, musically, I would say it's, it's really uh, not in any way a departure from, from breakup season, um, but that's not a bad thing. Yeah, I, I really liked this track. This was uh, a very good opener i mean it feels like it could fit right in on breakup season as well you know yeah. it's if you if you like i'm gonna say if you like breakup season you're gonna like this it's it's you know very much just i i hesitate to say more of the same because i don't want it to sound like they they're not growing as a band or anything but like it's not a radical departure you know no it's, i feel it, it, it's 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 you know if you like that one you'll like this one it's more like it just picks up where breakup season left off. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, we we all kind of had this weird missing year where like everything came to a halt, and you know, obviously they they continued to to write songs, uh, which is how we end up with the, this record. But um, it doesn't feel like any time passed musically between those records, uh, and, I, and again, I mean that in a good way. Absolutely. Um. They do a, a really great thing, which uh, I, I feel like I've I've heard them do in the past. I can't think of a specific example, but uh, in the last chorus, uh, they drop everything out, and this is a really really quiet start, and then it's just boom right back up again. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like maybe uh, it might be uh, swiped out. My favorite track from from Breakup Season that I'm thinking of that that does uh, uh, at least once. That could uh, be. I just I, I like I, I really like their arrangements and the way that they play with dynamics, uh, and uh, I love how like the the first half of this record feels like it might be a stairway to nowhere, but then the the track actually like picks up and has a, a steady beat to it. Yeah, um, tones on this are really really just like kind of grungy, fuzzy. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> does uh, do you still have the band camp up in front of you? Uh, I do, yeah. Does it say who who recorded and or produced this? Yes, recorded and produced by Future Teens and Daniel Redden at Brighton Hills West in Watertown, Massachusetts. All right. So uh, Daniel, the the uh, one of the two singers, I, I guess, was basically running the board for this. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so it's uh, the band did it themselves, basically. Yeah. Wow. Which oh, I think you know that, what? like I remember this from from the last uh, episode. I think they did the, the last record themselves too, didn't they? Um, you know that would make sense because again, it it feels and sounds very similar. I mean, yeah. there might be some departure in some of the tones that they go for, but that doesn't necessarily indicate yeah that someone else had a hand on the board. Well, well done. Yeah, very very well done. So I do have to ask though. Yes. Uh, you you're you're visiting Syracuse where you grew up. Yeah. Yes. But you're in a hotel, and I'm surprised you didn't stay in someone's guest room. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. We're going yeah. to talk about guest room now. Yeah. The next song. I don't even have a guest room yet. How can 
So this song, I believe, has the honor of both uh, naming the uh, the EP as well as inspiring the cover art. Yeah, um, that is uh, absolutely correct. Um, in fact, the uh, the as we said, the the EP is called "Deliberately Alive," and you know, the the refrain in this song says, "You know, if I'm going to be someone deliberately alive, how do I do it right?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love you. They got the 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 cover art. Um, actually, I'm right on this. Is the vacuum cleaner right? Sure is. There's a music video for this uh, this song, but it's not really um, anything too involved. It's basically just the vacuum cleaner that's uh, featured in this photo. The the cover art just kind of like moving back and forth. 
<laughs> oh, really? Kind of like you would expect to see in like the lo-fi beats sort of videos where just like minimal animation. Oh, okay. Uh, That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I had listened to this, uh, this Holy P a couple times uh, before taking my trip, but uh, it's, it's super, um, super bizarre right now for me to, to think like just yesterday morning, I was leaving home uh, and like I was on a train crossing the Mississippi and this song came on and I was trying to make out the, the lyrics in that um, bridge slash outro part uh, where they say, you know, not sure which one I fear worse, uh, going young or getting old. Um, I thought it was growing up or getting old because, you know, you hear you know similar message a lot of times mm-hmm. in songs about like, you know, the... The march of time and you know maturity versus mortality and whatnot, um, but I like that they actually kind of twist that around with like you know, going young as in like going out and like leaving the world, dying, uh, however you want to say that, or, or getting old, like having a, a good long life. Mm-hmm. Um, the song, I think, it, I, I see kind of two primary themes in this. One being uh, the idea of wrestling with uh, getting older and. Not having it all figured out, um, but also like specifically addressing like the the past year, uh, you know, living through a pandemic and coming out the other side, and you know, being alive but like not knowing what to do now. Um, and the the lyrics uh, in the second verse or the second half of the first verse, I guess, say, "I live past my first line in the dirt. Never thought my twenties could come first. And like I read that as like you know this major milestone of mm-hmm. like. Like learning one's mortality. One thing that's that's really stood out to me um, on this uh, EP, I think in particular, um, is that I I love the way both Amy and Daniel write, and I yes. love both of their voices. I think that they they like both fit the style of the band. They fit the the approach. Like they mesh really well together. Both you know, when they're you know harmonizing with one another, but also just you know when they're alternating who's singing on which track. Um, but I feel like where um you know Daniel's vocals have that I, I've I've used the word earnest and mm-hmm. I don't wanna overuse it, but it has that really like heartfelt push and whatnot. And like you just you feel Daniel putting just everything into those. I really like the way that Amy approaches melody. Where it's like very much like just kind of all over the, the place, up and down and around and kind of floating. Mm-hmm. Uh and I just the, these melodies just they, they get me. That's what happened with with swiped out. That's why I got uh, got got bummed out and went out and got hit by a car. <laughs> I mean, that's it's kind of rough that you got so bummed out that you went out and got hit by a car. But uh, it's bummer pop. It's bummer pop. That's yeah. what happens. That's what happens. <laughs> um, I do. I, 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 I should go on record and say I in no way blame this pen for me getting hit by a car. <laughs> that's yeah. We should make sure we say that. Um, <laughs> Also, we do not uh, condone or endorse uh, getting hit by a car. No. Uh, it's not a good time. It's happened to me, too. And it sucks. It's not a good time at all. Um, so, you know, getting back, though, to, to to Amy's melodies, I think Future Teens, for me, like, my favorite, like, peak Future Teens for me, I guess, is um, when uh, Amy's singing the melody and Daniel's doing a lower harmony underneath. I think that is, like... Mm-hmm when they're at their best, that is like my favorite thing that they do. 
And yeah. uh, this song definitely has that, which is great. Well, and especially in that, that call and response part in the end, the going younger, uh, getting old, mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple of voices singing that, and they're harmonizing really well, but it's it's calling and response with Amy's primary melody there. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I love the way that their voices uh, interplay with one another. They, like, they're... Something about like the, the the tonal quality of their voices that just meshes so well. Definitely. Uh, although I, I will say to, to anyone that uh, you know, reads these lyrics and, and thinks very similar thoughts, like you know what, don't stress too much about having the quote unquote grown up things like a guest room. You know, I I guess I I just got one, and I'm turning forty this year, so I'm like. Yeah, don't, don't, you know, don't don't worry about what what you should be doing. Worry about what feels right. Also, like, n- not to get all like fucking capitalism is bad over here, but you know the standard of, of like what when you should have done something by and and how you 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 should be living your life is based on a reality that is no longer a reality. You know, yeah, our, our parents and earlier generations, you know, they could. Uh, purchase a home in their early 20s and yeah. n- nobody fucking today can do that <laughs> you know well, you, you can't you can't do that today it's just you can't and uh yeah. and if you can good on you you're very lucky but most people fucking can't like that went from being the norm to being the exception so yeah. you know basically what i'm saying is the world is a garbage place and <laughs> You know, you should celebrate the fact that you're doing your best because that's all we can do anymore is our best. Exactly. And, you know, making art like this, that's doing your best and it's helping other people. And that's that's really great. And you know what? Making cool art is way cooler and more important than having a guest room. Just going to say that. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you just got to play cool. Oh, God. <laughs> I knew I was going to get it. I was trying to get it, and then you got you you went and <laughs> done got it out from under you t- me. You took the long road, and I just went for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the first thing that jumps out to me immediately about this track is the lead guitar work in the choruses uh, is mm-hmm. very reminiscent of, like, Clarity-era Jimmy Eat World to me. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think it's interesting. There's, uh, I've talked about how the the guitar tones are that really like kind of growly, fuzzy, uh, and so there's a lot of like little layered leads and stuff like that. That uh, if you're not paying close enough attention, they can kind of hide. But if you're listening for them, they just they, like they're just moving around in and out of the the the, the song. Yeah, there's a lot going um, on in this track. There really is, but it doesn't um, sound overly busy or complicated. But I also feel like uh, as we get further into this record, it feels like um, the songwriting is following a very similar theme for both of them. And I wonder if any of that was intentional or if just, you know, because, you know, shared experience of, you know, a, a rough couple of years of, you know, people dying, of you know, your, your dreams being canceled or put on hold, uh, whatnot, of, of just coming to terms with, with those feelings uh, in addition to, you know, growing up, getting older and whatnot. Um, you know, I wonder, again, like if any of that thematically was planned in the writing of this record or if that's just what was on their minds. I, I feel like it probably was the latter, but um, yeah. would have been nice if we you know, have a chance to 
to hear from them sometime. Yeah. Hopefully we can uh, get them on the podcast at some point, maybe when their next record comes out. There's also just like one little bit of this just like really pretty twinkly guitars at the very end of this track mm-hmm. that just like when when the the fuzz drops out and it's just that it's just like this this perfect little quiet moment uh and it it creates a sense of space in an otherwise like pretty big song. Yeah. It's very cool. It is very cool. They play cool on they, this. They do play cool on this. Well, why don't we go ahead and hear play cool? And we'll take a quick break here from our sponsors. Uh, spoiler alert, it's us. We, we sponsor ourselves because no one else <laughs> we, will. And, no, because we can. And, and because we can. Uh, and then when we come back, we'll talk about a couple more tracks off of this EP. So stay tuned. I think this is broken and it won't end till someone says something that they actually mean said I'm trying. Action stations, action stations, set condition one throughout the podcast. I'm your host, an SC1 actual, Caleb. I'm your host, an XO, Kitsy. 
I'm your host, Andrea, and I don't know what any of that means. Welcome to Set Condition One, a Battlestar Galactica fancast. Each week, we revisit, and I watch for the first time, the 2004 sci-fi series Battlestar Galactica. Whether you're the commander of a soon-to-be decommissioned battleship, or unexpectedly promoted to president of the 12 colonies, join us as we make our way through the Battlestar Galactica universe, one episode at a time. I still don't know what you're talking about. Set Condition One, a Night Shift Radio production. New episodes every week at setcondition1 throughout the podcast.com. Now that I understand.
You're still listening to Left of the Dial. I'm still Kitsy. Caleb is still unmailable. That's what they tell me. I, um, that also reminds me, I have something at home that I was supposed to mail out to a friend. I, I didn't make it to the post office. I'm going to have to do that when I get back. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Not only am I unmailable, but I'm unmailing, apparently. Apparently. Uh, <laughs> we're also still talking about the EP Deliberately Alive by Future Teens. came out earlier this year. And the song that you heard just before we started talking again was uh, Bizarre Affection, the fourth and penultimate track on ah, this EP. And good word. I have spent all day, Caleb, trying to figure out what the little lead line reminds me of, lead guitar line reminds okay. me of. And I'm like, it's so familiar, and I can't place it. And I, I and all day I've been trying to figure it out, and it just hit me listening to it just now. It's Go very on. similar to the lead line I play in Who's Gonna Rock You Home. Yep. Yes, it is. <laughs> now that you say that, I, I I hear it, and I won't be able to unhear yep. it. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, you know, it's it's a good jam. It's a good jam. If I do say so myself. Uh, for those of you who don't know, which is probably all of you, uh, Caleb and I uh, occasionally put music out under the moniker Death in Texas. And I believe Who's Gonna Rock You Home is still available on streaming services. Uh, it is. Uh, that and Roctopus. And is, Ro- uh, Roctopus, I, I, yes. But anyway, um, if, you're, if you're curious, you can go listen to those. Uh, and if you're not, that's okay, too. Yeah, that's totally okay. Yeah. Um, I think the uh, the... Like play on words for this title is uh, is really interesting um, because it sounds like it's describing a type of affection that is bizarre, mm-hmm. uh, but it's taken out of context in a, a sentence where Amy says, uh, "I forgot how bo- bizarre affection could feel, or how bizarre affection felt." Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate when uh, when bands do that because it like it kind of throws you off a little bit. You're like you, you have this. Um, you know, one expectation of what the the title means, and it's you know, something totally different. Yeah, there's a there's a lyric early on in this track that that gets me, um, and I I hope I get it right. It's something to the effect of like I didn't forget, I just didn't know what to say. Yeah, and I felt that in my soul. <laughs> like if 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 you're listening to this, and I have ever not responded to you. Uh, <laughs> about something, there's a 99.9% chance that's what happened. Uh, yeah, I believe that. Knowing you. Yep. Um, I, I I like that, again, this this track continues that theme of trying to process the, the events of the last couple of years and how uh, the separation and distance of uh, isolation uh, really screwed with a lot of like you know individual human connection whether it be you know family or friend traditions relationships whatnot um and amy even says uh i miss you uh, i miss you too and all it's nothing personal can't keep it can't keep traditions from a distance anymore mm-hmm. and uh, you know maybe i'm reading my own interpretation into this but just based on the, the context of the rest of the ep like it it feels like that's very much uh, what it is i mean it could just be like you know regular story of you know a long distance uh, interaction that just didn't end well yeah that's that's not my place to say but that's how i read it um this track it does uh, it, it brings the like I, I guess you shouldn't say brings it down it uh 
carries forward that the ending of uh, the previous track of Play Cool, where they do the the quiet, pretty, twinkly guitars. Uh, they kind of carry that more low key energy into this song. Uh, and I think I heard you say when you when you first started playing it that this was your favorite on the yes. the record. Yes, yeah, yes, mine yes. too. Uh, this is just it's it's a very pretty song just mm-hmm. like musically the melody the the twinkly guitars the leaves very twinkly and, guitars um but it's, it's got that fake out ending yep yep and again the, the the music here does a really good job of leaving space for the emotion that the lyrics are conveying and that's something i've 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 Come to the decision that that study that uh, Future Teens just does a really good job at across the board, and mm-hmm. um, like I I look forward to to more more music by them. I mean, we 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 talk about so many great artists. We've had a, you know, tons of amazing guests, and you know, I, I love learning about these scenes uh, from other cities that I don't get to visit as often anymore. Um, and you know, it's. It's rare in my old age for me to find a band that I, I latch onto and just like can't wait for the next thing that they release. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's that's become this band. Uh, but speaking of bands that we've had on or guests that we've had or things like that, we just uh, we just had a, a left of the dial live where we brought back our very first uh, podcast guest. That's true, yes. And that guest, of course, as everyone knows, is Bakai from Washington, D.C. They are, uh, no lie, one of my favorite bands that are that are active right now. Um, they're delightful people. They were mm-hmm. so nice to have on the podcast as guests. They were so nice to have in the studio uh, last weekend. And uh, if you missed it, fear not, because... Uh, today, uh, the day this comes out, uh, we have released the edited version of the live session on our YouTube channel, which you can get to by going to leftofthedial.live. Uh, and if you want to support us and support Bakai, uh, you can go to leftofthedial.bandcamp.com and you can get uh, all of the uh, tracks from that session in one little convenient album kind of deal. Uh, 50% of the proceeds go to us. The other 50% goes straight to Bakai. So it's a great way to support what we're doing and support, uh, a group that has had a real hard time, uh, doing band things for the last year and a half, like most yeah. bands have. So, yeah. um, you know, I know, I know we were a broken record at this point by saying this, but you know, go out there and support the bands that you love. Cause they are hurting right now for, for money and have needed, uh, you know, need to get back out there on tour. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's rough when you can't do the thing that, yeah. you know, that you do for a year and a half, uh, even, even longer. And it, yeah, it just sucks. So all that to say, go buy it on Bandcamp cause it'll really help, uh, help them and help us and it'll make everyone happy. And then you'll have some kick-ass live versions of some of their hit songs to listen to. So Hell yeah. You know, and I feel like everybody if, wins. If, if we ever stop pushing the idea of like supporting bands directly and you know doing what you can to, to help them out, uh, it's either because we've fucked up horribly or because the industry has somehow finally turned around and like artists are just supported in general. And uh, let's be honest, and- it's more likely that we'll fuck up horribly than that <laughs> other thing. 
<laughs> so you know what? We're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep saying it because it, it continues to be true. Uh, and who do we have next coming up? Because there's another one soon, right? We got another one coming up on July 25th, and that is a Sunday. It's actually a matinee show at, I believe, Ooh. 3 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and that is Philadelphia's uh, best ska band, Cat Bite. <laughs> yes. Uh, they have a new record coming out August 6th. Uh, we have heard it. It is amazing. Uh, go, <laughs> yes. I think, I think their vinyl has, uh, has already sold out, but, uh, maybe they'll do a repress or something, but go, go pre-order the album, whatever you have to do. Cause it, you're not, if, if you like Scott even a little bit, um, and even if you don't, you might still like this. It's, it's, That's true. it's just very good music regardless of genre. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're we're super stoked that we're going to have them uh, here in the studio for Left of the Dial Live, and we hope that you will be too. Awesome. So, of course, uh, if you want to make sure that you don't miss out on that, you can go ahead into uh, head over to leftofthedial.live and hit that subscribe button. You can you can ring that bell to get notifications. Am I am I YouTubing right here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smash the like Smash button. Smash that like button, fam. <laughs> or whatever oh. YouTubers say. I don't know. There's so many youths wandering up and down the halls of this hotel. I feel like I could just go tell go them to subscribe. Nap. I'll go ask. Well, first of all, I'm going to ask them how how do I social? Uh, yeah, yeah. But then, <laughs> like, but then, ask them to subscribe to the YouTube channel and, and ring the bell and smash that like button. You there, children? Can you tell me what a TikTok is? <laughs> can anyone tell us what a TikTok is? We don't know. We're old. We have no idea what it is. Oh, uh, you know, speaking of things that I have no idea what they are, but are kind of old. Uh, we mentioned that uh, Future Teens did a, an acoustic EP as a follow-up to Breakup Season, and it was uh, called... Um, oh, God, I'm drawing a blank now. It that's was a weird Sensitive name. Sessions. Oh. <laughs> so sensitive a, Sessions. Oh, God, I'm drawing a blank. Oh. It's a weird name for an EP. Yeah. <laughs> um, and at the end of that, there was a uh, a a cover that that caught me off guard. Uh, and uh, as I was listening to to this EP the first time, uh, I reached the final track, mm-hmm. and I had just another one of those moments where I was like, "Wait a second, I know this song." Mm-hmm. Holy fuck! Yep, I don't believe it. Uh huh. Well, you should believe it because they covered uh, "Shares Believe." <laughs> Which was just, just magnificent. So I remember when this song came out the first time, and uh, it was everywhere for a while. Seemingly, the video was on VH1, uh, yep. like every thirty-eight seconds. Um, like they just overlapped him. It was it was really weird. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and the song was on the radio all the time. So like it's been like implanted into my subconscious, never to leave. Um, but, you know, I've never really listened to the lyrics of the song outside of the chorus. And, you know, Future Teens cover, again, it caught me by surprise, too, because till it got to the yeah. chorus, I was like, why does this sound familiar? <laughs> and then the chorus hits, and I was like, oh, fuck, they did it again. <laughs> and uh, and uh, But they their spin on it is like, it, you know, it's obviously much more kind of somber and, and, and sad, you know, bummer pop, uh, yeah. than, than Cher's, uh, version, which was obviously very much a dance track. Um, mm-hmm. and it gave me a newfound appreciation for this song. Yeah. The lyrics are good. They're real good. Who knew? Honestly, like I, I could, I, 
if someone told me they, they listened to this uh, EP for the first time, they heard this track, and they didn't know that this was a share song, they genuinely thought it was a future teen, teen song, I wouldn't fault them for that. Because, yeah. like, their arrangement stays very true to the spirit of the, the original track, but they, they, like, they make the melody their own. Uh, it really feels like it, it fits the, their vocal ranges, their styles, because, you know, both of them sing on this. Uh, it, again, it's another great example of the two of them harmonizing and just what like what a magnificent sound that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, very easy to, to listen to it and believe that this was just a future teen song. <laughs> believe, uh, believe. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, th- this is one of those songs where like the, the original was fun to kind of like poke at a little bit and like, you know, parody every now and then but like if i'm being honest i always loved it it was always a banger oh yeah uh i i definitely have a soft spot in my in my heart for like a few specific share songs that being one of them uh and so hearing a band that i i like really well uh now doing such a a thoughtful uh heartfelt and like very genuine feeling cover of that song just it, it made me happy it still makes me happy i'm I'm getting happy now just thinking about it. Oh, that's so good. I'm so glad that it makes you happy. And it also, like, you know, the 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 writing style, the the lyrical style, and everything feels like it, it could have been them writing it, and like it it fits with the the, the general bummer pop vibe. It, it does. You know, I I had the same thought. Uh, I was in the car earlier driving, listening to this, and, and thought like. You know, this could have easily been an actual Future Teen song and not a cover, and it wouldn't be like out of the ordinary at all. It just it just so happened Cher wrote it, you know, twenty plus years ago. <laughs> oh my god, it really was. Oof. Uh, have we have we talked about the the share version enough to uh, get past the the fair use uh, rules and put it as a bonus at the end? Uh, People can compare. Uh, hmm, I don't think so. What if I just said, after love, after love, after love? <laughs> if you say that one more time, we can't, we, we're, we can't afford it. So you've, you've reached, you've reached the limit. One, one more, one more, uh, one more of those and we have to pay. So fair enough. <laughs> you know what? It's, it, it's a great, it's a, Upbeat, but also somehow still sad, dancey song. Cher has a brilliant voice uh, and is just such a gem uh, in in the music world. Uh, so go listen to Cher's That Believe and then come back and gain a new appreciation if you don't already have for uh, the Future Teens cover. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Did we do it? I think we did it. I think we, we did an episode. episode. Look at us, and like the youths, they calmed down a little bit. It's because they knew they they heard you were podcasting. Like, let's give <laughs> let's give the old man a break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if that were true. All right. You don't know that it's not. I don't know that it's not. There's a lot of things I don't know. I don't even know what I don't know. And all I know is I don't know. And if you did know, then you'd know it, and then you wouldn't not know it. And if you don't know, now you know. Well, on that note, we're going to hear Believe, <laughs> uh, the cover of Cher's 1998 hit, 
uh, as done by future teens to take us out of the podcast. It is the last track on the EP. Don't miss it because it's so good. It really is. It's so good. We'll, of course, as always, have future teens. Well, we don't. We don't always have future teens Bandcamp in our show notes, but we will, <laughs> of course, put their 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 link to their Bandcamp in the show notes as we do every time we cover a band, which is every week, typically. It really is. Yeah. For so so, uh, yeah. Thank you, uh, Caleb. Thank you for suggesting this one. This was uh this this somehow missed my radar. Uh, yeah, which, mine too. And, which I think is interesting because I was the one that that uh, introduced you to Future Teens, and then you came you, around and, and told me they had an EP I didn't know about. So look at that. Uh, how the turntables. This has been Left <laughs> of the Dial. I have been Kitsy. Caleb has been Coy. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week. No matter how hard I try, you keep pushing me aside, and I can't break through. There's no talking anymore It's so sad being even It takes time to believe it But after all it's said and done You're gonna be the lonely one home Do you believe in life after love? I can feel something inside me saying I've had time to